You may not know it, but your fear of abandonment could be the result of emotional abuse, or it could be causing you to stay with someone who you shouldn't really be with, maybe someone who's toxic. So that's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. The fear of abandonment and how it affects our ability to self-love, self-care, and to really discern what our life looks like and who and what we deserve. The fear of abandonment is common in abuse victims, and there's a reason. We're going to talk about it. So let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and CPTSDFoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Just a few minutes ago, I finished up my live chat with the Spanily, and one of the issues that came to the forefront today was the fear of abandonment. So many of us have this deep-seated fear of abandonment. And what's interesting is that narcissists have it too. I've done a video on that. Take a look at it right there. But when it comes to the survivors of narcissistic abuse, people who are getting out of toxic relationships, the fear of abandonment is not only real, but it's real debilitating. And we're going to talk about that right now. So I think something that a lot of people don't realize is that the fear of abandonment may or may not come from actually having been physically abandoned. The thing is that while some people were actually abandoned in childhood like my husband who was left in a telephone booth I've done a video on that take a look at it right there as a newborn other people weren't ever physically abandoned by anyone or they were abandoned by one parent but not the other but they were dealing with a series of abandonments that was masquerading as a relationship basically so what happens when you're dealing with a narcissist whether it's a parent or a spouse or any sort of person in your inner circle is that it is a like I said a series of small abandonments when they go through the cycle where they love bomb you and then they devalue you you start to get that emotional abandonment and then they emotionally discard you now sometimes they never physically discard you or they never leave you but they always mentally discard you the fear of abandonment is more than just being physically abandoned but yet we have this ultimate fear deep inside of ourselves of always worrying I don't want to be alone I can't stand to be alone I you know the idea of being alone scares me more than the idea of staying with someone who's abusing me in some cases but what you don't recognize is that being abandoned or the idea of being abandoned it creates this deep anxiety within us and and it it many times starts early in childhood but even when it doesn't start until we're much older it affects our relationships it affects our ability to see ourselves as whole people it affects our self-worth our ability to make decisions all of these things see abandonment or the idea of it is almost a visceral thing for nearly every human because in different times if we were abandoned by our mate or abandoned by our parents we might die out there in the in the wild but today it's different but yet we still have those sorts of fears like intrinsically inside of ourselves so we have to recognize a few things here our brains are programmed to be afraid of abandonment in general as humans because of the visceral stuff but also if we experience abandonment in any sense of the word we become focused on the fact that we are potentially in danger from any number of real or perceived fears so recognizing these things as logical points great but I understand that just knowing it doesn't always fix the problem or the fear of abandonment itself a lot of people who watch this channel a lot of people who have gone through narcissistic abuse in general were also 
also dealing with something similar in childhood. And so their fear of abandonment, your fear of abandonment, can be very, very deep-seated and can be even beyond your ability to comprehend where it came from. But what's important to know is that if you do end up alone, that you're going to be okay. And that alone is a state of mind. Maybe you live in a house by yourself, but you still have support in some way. If nothing else, you've always got your spaniel. Being emotionally abandoned by a parent in childhood can really have a lifelong effect on you. And many narcissistic parents or toxic parents in general have this sort of effect on their children. But sometimes even parents who are well-meaning may affect their children this way. What does emotional abandonment look like for kids? Well, when parents stop their kids from expressing themselves or stifle them with, you know, don't be who you are because of this religion or this societal norm or whatever, or when parents ridicule their children for who they are, or when parents hold their children to a standard that's ridiculously unmeetable and treat them horribly for never meeting it, or when parents rely a little too heavily on their children to kind of determine their own self-worth. They live too vicariously through their children. Believe it or not, that's a form of emotional abandonment. As is parents who treat their children like friends or peers instead of children. When your children are adults, it's a different story. But when your children are being raised and growing up and going through all those developmental phases, you might want to be their best friends. And I, I'll tell you, I have some really cool kids. I would love to be their best friends. But sometimes you have to suck it up and be a mom or a dad and do what you need to do. And when you don't do that as a parent, then you sort of emotionally abandon your child. If you were a child of a parent who was emotionally abandoned, you may have a really deep-seated sense of abandonment. Now, like I said, it could be a physical abandonment, a, a, an emotional one, or both. You know, growing up and, and becoming adults and in our young adulthood, even throughout, you know, long marriages, you can be repeatedly abandoned over and over again. So the fear of abandonment is completely normal. One more type of emotional abandonment that you might have experienced is from a spouse or a partner as an adult, or even a really close friend. What does that look like? Well, like we've talked about, it's the cycles of abuse that are common in toxic relationships, but what are the signs of abandonment in an adult relationship? Well, one of you might be a people pleaser, always trying to cater to everyone around you, always giving more than you should give, giving too much. You might also feel kind of envious of other people's relationships. There could be trust issues in your relationship. You might feel insecure, always worried that your partner's gonna cheat on you. You might feel like there's a significant lack of emotional connection in the relationship. You know them, but they don't know your heart. They don't know what you're about. They don't care to find out. Anytime you say to them, you know, why do you love me? They say things like, because you do X, Y, and Z for me, as opposed to because you are X, Y, and Z. It's always about what you do for them instead of you. In emotional abandonment in adult relationships, one partner almost always controls the other partner. And you might feel like you're settling for a relationship that is, let's say, less than satisfactory. Does any of that sound familiar to you? Here are a few things you need to know. First of all, just like physical abuse, emotional abuse has a cycle. This is emotional abuse. Being in that relationship where you're being emotionally abandoned is emotional abuse. The, the, the feeling, the fear of always being afraid to be alone, of always being afraid of abandonment, is a result of having been abused emotionally as a child and or as an adult in a close personal relationship. Emotional abusers are not any better than anyone else. They are just as bad as physical abusers, if not worse. They just don't leave scars for the world to see. But the scars, they run deep for us, don't they? So they figure, well, I'm not physically hurting that person, so I'm not really doing anything at all. Because so many people don't even realize emotional abuse is a real thing. And I think that's why so many people are so shocked by this when it happens. As you may know, emotional abusers tend to use their target's fears 
as basically a way to abuse them. They use their target's fears against them. So in most cases, when a partner directly threatens to abandon you, or a parent directly threatens to abandon you, even if they have never physically abandoned you before, you are being abandoned in that moment. And they use this fear of abandonment as a way to control you and keep you in check. And so if you don't work through that and get past it, then you are gonna find yourself accepting and settling for things that you don't deserve, things that aren't good enough for you. In order to feel truly like you are with someone that you want to be with, you need to not need to be with them. You need to be with them because you care about them and they care about you and there's mutual love and respect in that situation. If you're not ready for something like that, then that's okay. You've got time. You don't have to rush into anything. Getting through emotional abuse is very difficult and painful. Since a lot of us already have abandonment issues, it's really easy for abusers to keep us in check and keep us in place by continually doing these little mini abandonments over and over again to us. And then threatening to abandon us is almost in some ways the ultimate control that a narcissist can have and they will use it to overstep every boundary you have and to keep you in check in addition to having been emotionally abused you have that basic human factor like i mentioned in that you are wired to want to be connected to people so what you have to know is that your brain kind of works against you in these situations because when you really feel threatened by abandonment by being alone when you're not supposed to be or you don't expect to be or you don't want to be something happens to your body and your brain. Certain neurotransmitters and hormones are released like cortisol and adrenaline and because you're not connecting with them emotionally or in any other major way, yeah, that feel-good, we've connected and bonded hormone, oxytocin, doesn't show up, or at least it's depleted. And guess what that is? That's a cocktail for pain. You know, dealing with the cortisol and the adrenaline without the feel-good hormone, my gosh, it's, it's, you're gonna feel terrible, you're gonna feel miserable, and you're gonna think all you can think about is getting back to that person. You'll do anything to bring back the good feelings, even stay with an abuser. And sadly, this is the truth regardless of the level of abuse to which you have been subjected, which is why things like trauma bonding and, of course, the Stockholm Syndrome, which are basically the same thing, exist. It's almost like they're training you like a dog. As you learn to kind of feel abandonment or the fear of it every time you don't do what you're supposed to do, you start doing what you're supposed to do according to the narcissist. You just want to prevent the abandonment and those yucky feelings that happen when that abandonment cocktail cooks up in your brain. So you do whatever the abuser wants you to do. And sadly, you and the narcissist become used to this. So then what happens is you're kind of both brainwashed. They're brainwashed by themselves into controlling you and you're brainwashed by their abuse and their use of the fear of abandonment against you to do whatever they want or fear being abandoned. The abuser feels even more in control, even more able to decide how things are going to be between the two of you and you feel even less capable of doing that as time goes on. Pretty soon, there's no time in between the abuse sessions because it's just all one long abuse session. You're just constantly living in fear of being abandoned and doing whatever you can to prevent that. You're like almost chasing the high of the good times that you once felt and you never really quite feel them again in that relationship. You get kind of shell-shocked, you know what I mean? What it comes down to though is that this type of abuse, even when you finally do wake up and you get out of that relationship, you find yourself kind of repeating these patterns with new relationships unless you give yourself enough time to heal. So, for example, the person we were talking to in our chat this morning was saying that he just felt terrible because someone he really cared about had kind of left him by the wayside. He was a new person he was dating and he really liked this person, but then the person kind of at the last minute pulled out and said, you know what, never mind. Well, it turned out that she hadn't responded very quickly to some of his concerns or some of his attempts to contact and that worried him and so he kind of freaked out a little bit and then she decided that she didn't want to be with him. 
And, you know, we can all understand that. But at the same time, we can also understand how this person felt when he's felt so rejected and so abandoned by so many people. And so as I'm doing this video, you know who you are. I want you to know that you have a lot going for you, but until you're fully healed, don't waste your energy or your time trying to be in relationships. I know this sounds harsh, but give yourself a little more time. Maybe you need another few days or months. Give yourself that time. You're a young guy. You'll be all right. But seriously, if you continue in a relationship like this, you will for sure lose your sense of self. You will lose who you are. You will become a shell of the person you should be. And you deserve better than that. So there are a lot of different things you can do to work through this. The first thing is truly changing your perception recognizing that you are a person who deserves to be loved and that you are a person who deserves someone who's on the same page as you. Trying to squeeze together two people who don't fit just because both of you feel lonely and sad only works for a short time. Maybe that person can just be your friend if that's the case. Bottom line, don't rush into relationships because you are lonely. In fact, until you're to that place in your life where you're ready to truly feel like, you know what, I'm so okay with who I am that I would rather be single than miserable with some wrong person, someone toxic or someone who's just wrong for me, that's around the time you're going to run into the person you're supposed to be with. Find yourself a place of peace where you can really get to know yourself and really recognize your value. Recognize that you are in fact a catch, that you are someone who deserves to be loved and don't put up with any less. Don't tolerate any less because you deserve the very best and you are the only person who can decide what that is. If you're a person who wants to be, like I always say, joined at the hip with your spouse, don't be with somebody who likes independence from their partner, you know? If you're someone who needs a little space like me, don't be with somebody who needs to be joined to your hip. It doesn't work. Think about your own needs as well as how you can connect with the other person. And when you're looking for your one, look for someone compatible with your needs and someone whose needs you can also meet. Because every relationship is a two-way street, at least every healthy relationship. If you're not ready to date yet, it's okay not to date, stay strong. If you're struggling to get through those feelings, those fears of abandonment, work on letting go of the perceptions that you have of yourself, potentially from your emotionally abandoning parents or emotionally abandoning exes or friends, and see what you can do to choose your new perception of yourself. I'm gonna share with you a playlist that will help you start doing that in the comments section below in the pinned comment. And just in case you missed it, I recently launched a new program that will allow you to work with me directly for really, really cheap. If you're interested in getting coaching through an app with a customized program designed for you, check out dailycoach.app. I do every single person's profile individually and I check in with them personally on a monthly basis after that. So make sure that you take a look at that if you're interested and you maybe can't afford regular coaching or you prefer to work on your phone, work through an app. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. But as always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. And I want you to remember that you're never, never alone. You always have your span only. So go to queenbeing.com span, sign up if you haven't yet, get involved. Lots of different ways you can recover for nothing over at queenbeing.com. All right. And of course, this channel is completely free. So I'm wrapping up. Oh, but before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.